Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, Doug. What up, Doug? I can barely hear you. Where, where are you? I'm on the floor of my apartment. <laughs> uh, the joke was the joke was going to be that you're in Los Angeles and I'm in Los Angeles. Somehow that affects the connection. Dude, I cannot believe it's taken this long to get her on the show. Hilarious comedian, star of Baskets on FX. Uh, may or may not be in Austin, Texas right now. I think she's in it. I don't know. Is that a rude, is it rude to ask her where she is? No, because she's always in one of those places, but you never know which. Right. Well, you, you clearly weren't excited to tell me where you were. <laughs> but maybe she will be. Can we say that you're leaving Los Angeles? Oh, yeah. I'll be moving very soon. Okay. Mixed we'll talk about that. that. We'll talk about all of that with Martha Kelly. She's got two first names. So we got a lot to get into. <laughs> Not to mention the whole Batman versus Superman debacle. <laughs> and them dra dragging the name Martha into that whole deal. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to work. All right, so I'm just going to start with an apology. Martha Kelly, we didn't, I didn't even mention that we were going to play that song. <laughs> and then it, when, it, when it came on, I was just like, I, I hope she doesn't mind this, that we're just blaring this obnoxious music without even saying that it was about to happen. We, well, you know, Martha like just was listening to something like that right before she hopped on. So It is true. She is quite a, a what do they call them, a metal head banger? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it, guys. Um, so yes, yeah, so you weren't that didn't bother you or your cats. Uh, it didn't bother me, and I have ear earphones, earbuds, so the cats can't hear it, so they can go fuck themselves. You know? <laughs> Do you think your cats are uh, would want to hear you talking on shows like this uh, at home, or do you think they like uh, only hearing your side of it? Um, that's a good question. Cause I do a uh, 12 step zoom meetings and they can hear everybody. They probably like hearing people cause they often will come up and put their faces up to the laptop when I'm on a zoom meeting. So <laughs> they probably are mad right now. Well, please, if, uh, if any of your cats do that during this Please turn your camera on because I would love to see that. 
Okay. Uh, but, <laughs> but in the meantime, this is, this is perfect. And, uh, do you know what uh, day it is? Um, it's Wednesday, which is uh, hump day, but also surprise day on the Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> Do you remember all set, or I guess they only had five days because they were on five days a week. Yeah. Do you remember that what each day was? No, I only remember surprise day because it had a great song, which I'm not going to sing, but the lyrics were... <laughs> Uh, surprise day, surprise day, welcome to surprise day. Anything can happen, and it usually does. So usually anything, does. Anything <laughs> usually happens is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that was a good one. You know, you mentioned it. I think Friday was talent day. That sounds you know, right. Like they did their special talents on Friday, and. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was so excited that you might that you might know them because uh, each day Doug had a different uh, you know thing like that, and they I think like kids shows used to really make they they do a lot of things where they could just film that once them singing that song and then play it every Thursday. So every Thursday's episode, that's a, a chunk of time, like two or three minutes, that's accounted for that they don't have to write and produce and make, you know, new material. Right. Like the theme song, the theme song, I saw the theme song for uh, Lidsville recently because I was on a Charles Nelson Riley, you know, match game. And then that led to Lidsville uh, kick. And because uh, he is like the bad guy in Lidsville. And uh, the opening theme tells the like, it's a quick origin story of why this one kid ends up on a planet of people that are all hats. And right. then, uh, and then, but it's a real elaborate setup and song that's, I swear, five or six minutes long. And I now looking back at it was when I was a kid, I didn't mind at all sitting through that every single week. Cause you yeah. like the song, you don't, it's, it's comforting that they're giving you the setup again. <laughs> Yeah, I also love seeing the the kid fall into a hat every. Yes, day. yes, the hat grows really big because you know it, definitely some metaphors happening there when he, you know, rubs the hat when he's not supposed to and it gets really big and then he <laughs> and then he falls into it. It's basically what ends up being a well of despair where he lands in, where he lands in a strange world where he does not know what to do and it doesn't belong um that, that show is is wild um <laughs> liddy liddy liddyville oh my god i wish i knew i wish i knew the lyrics to that i would I would talk you through them like Martha did for us <laughs> on, on surprise day. <laughs> um, yes, you're right. You cor answered correctly. It is Wednesday. It is June 16th, 2021. Um, this particular episode is being taped uh, basically two days or day and a half before it's going to come out because our new episodes are always uh, Thursday at midnight, Friday at 12.01 a.m., depending on how you like to look at that i find isn't that frustratingly confusing like martha have you been on uh any show like uh you know uh 
Corden or Seth Myers or something where it's on at 12:30 a.m. but you still just tell people oh it's on, I'm going to be on on Tuesday night even though it's you yeah. know the correct date is actually it's Wednesday by the time it comes on. Yeah, I um I haven't been on uh any current 12:30 shows but a long time ago I was on one and I did tell people it was that night not the next morning and I will not apologize for that. I don't know if no, that's what I, I'm not trying to I, yeah, I'm not trying to litigate the past here Martha. Uh <laughs> And I'd like to give you a pardon for all future time for that happens because it's just dumb. You just say it's on in the nighttime on Tuesday. It's nighttime Tuesday till Wednesday morning. Then it becomes the next. Then it's Wednesday. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. Although the Tom Snyder show that was called the Tomorrow Show that was there before David Letterman said no, let's call it you know late night with David Letterman uh, when it was just the tomorrow show in that slot that was that was another trippy one that basically the nbc had the tonight show the tomorrow show and the today show fuck nbc (laughs) (laughs) with that shit they were trying to monopolize television and it didn't work (laughs) boy did that backfire 80 years later (laughs) now that streaming is here um so now that we've got past the day and date, Martha, <laughs> how are you doing? Um, well, I'm having a back issue, and um, which I never have. But other than that, I'm I'm good. I made it out the other side of the pandemic without getting COVID or without losing anyone to COVID. So I feel very lucky for that. And uh, absolutely. Um, just waiting for certain, uh, really terrible people to pass away. So we have a reason to dance in the street again, but no way to know when that'll happen, but I'm looking forward to it. Well, maybe, uh, maybe we should just dance in the street, like and say this dance is for the eventual and hopeful death of, you know, blank insert name here. And maybe that'll, you know push them in that direction because it's got to be very stressful to watch people dance uh in celebration of your potential death (laughs) it's gotta it's gotta hurt a little bit right it but that almost feels like um inciting violence whereas if we just wait till it happens then we're not breaking the law by just being happy about something that already happened (laughs) <laughs> All right, but just to, you know, get two sources before you uh, start dancing because okay, I would hate to I would hate to be you know you and me both be anybody that's round up for dancing when they thought somebody died when they had it. <laughs> yeah, this this took a turn and went from Mickey Mouse Club to waiting for people <laughs> to die. Yeah, <laughs> I feel uh, maybe I'm not doing that great. I thought I was doing okay, but maybe I'm not. Well, Tuesdays, now that that jogged my memory, Tuesdays on Mickey Mouse Club was uh, Waiting to Die Day. <laughs> and, and the song was not as catchy as Surprise Day. <laughs> well. Um, but I'm glad, like you said, you got through the pandemic with, uh, you know, following the so-called rules and doing what's right and, uh, you know, uh, 
making it uh, out, as you say. Doug, our friend Doug Mellard, is in Los Angeles right now because he's getting all of his stuff, and he and the missus are on their way to uh, back to where I think we all met. I'm pretty sure we all met in Austin, Texas. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations, and I'm jealous. (laughs) And now you're here? Yeah, I... I've been out here since uh, March, February or March of 2019. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, but yeah, I, I feel like I've seen you in both spots quite a bit, but yeah, I was excited getting on. I was like, oh, maybe I can ask Martha to do this show we're starting soon. But uh, <laughs> Well, she's going to visit us. Oh, yeah, school. I'll see you. I'll see you in both places. Both of but, you. you know, but Los Angeles is just uh, you, you got to be here for the you're you're doing great with the acting roles, Martha. Well, uh, that might be a, a stretch, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just saw that you're doing something else. I'm sorry to be such a terrible interviewer. It's this is more like a chat and an interview. Um, but. Uh, You've got something that you're going to do that's that hasn't been shot yet or is being shot. I would love to hear about it. I know I'll do the research and get back to you. I didn't I never see that stuff. I mean, I do have a couple of um, a couple of episodic TV things. Um, Very. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I always, that's what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm not, you know, I hear things. So I know you've, uh, you've done some, some acting. I was just talking to Adam driver about you the other day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Did you see that movie, God. Doug? Did you see marriage story? I, Doug? I still haven't seen it. Cause, uh, which, but I didn't know somehow I didn't know you were in it, Martha, but like, so when I saw that today, it's a movie that a lot of people are like, you gotta see it. You gotta see it. But everybody that also said, you gotta see it also said it's really sad. And so it was yeah. like, especially during the pandemic, it's like, I don't want to see anything sad <laughs> right now. So I've just yeah. kind of been putting it off, but maybe this is a good time to watch it. It is. I mean, you know, the dissolution of a marriage is always uh, fun to watch, no matter when. <laughs> As we wait for people to do you know, We have to watch in real time so often. This gets it in a nice, tidy two hours. <laughs> and and Adam Driver sings a song and it's just, he's, he's, he has the voice of an angel. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's got a lot of funny parts, but it definitely made me cry to the point of feeling embarrassed. The first <laughs> like people looking at you like, Hey, didn't you read the script? You knew this was going to happen. Well, actually, um, I wasn't, I'd never got to see the whole script. He only, I only got my own sides and everything was super secret. So I didn't really know. I thought my part might be just cut from the movie and I didn't know. Oh what the man. <laughs> so you thought you were getting bombed. Yeah. I- <laughs> That's what he calls it. That's what he says when he like, you know, brings somebody in, gives them a juicy part and then just cuts it out of the movie. You got bombed. 
I, um, I always expect to get bombed, whether I'm <laughs> working with him or not. That's just what I figure is going to happen. <laughs> well, uh, Doug, I'll tell you, she's great in this movie. And like, uh, like Martha was saying, there's some uh, high points, you know, sad points and happy points. And she's definitely one of the highlights as far as the, the comedy side goes. But how do you feel, Doug, about, um, you know, the sight of the blood? Oh. The sight of blood? Mm-hmm. Just in general? Yeah, well, like, you know, in a movie, like somebody cuts uh, themselves. How, how do you feel about that? It depends, you know, like re- over-the-top gore I can handle, but if it's very real in a weird place, I don't like that. I, I'm guessing there's something pretty, pretty visceral in this. Oh, no, no, I've moved on. I was just curious. Oh, oh I, was, I was like, how does yeah, it... No, 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 don't worry about it. No, get that just bloody. Watch, no, you can watch the movie. Don't worry about it. Yeah, okay. Uh, no, I, I can mostly handle it. I'm not too bad about it. All right, then go ahead and watch A Marriage Story. And don't worry, I, didn't, I didn't need to bring that up. <laughs> um, I've spoken with Martha about it on Douglas movies, the uh, shooting that scene. I would, I, I don't know how, how you got through it. It just seems uh, like even just pretending would be just very uh, uh, unsettling, you know? Yeah, well, but I didn't see even the fake blood. They didn't do any of that when they shot my part. Right. Yeah. So I was more just uncomfortable at my um, inability to find a balance between overacting and underacting when I'm supposed to be horrified. I, I just was like, it's real hard for me to actually do a good job acting. So pretending to be horrified at something that I'm not even looking at is uh Again, this just goes back to people should cut me out of whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's, uh, you know, that's like the essence of uh, commercial acting, like, you know, is um, and and even stage acting as well. Like sometimes when someone makes a surprise face intentionally, it doesn't it doesn't register as, as that for some reason, like it's, it's, it's tough. So like, it's a, you gotta be extremely uh, self-conscious in, in, in that situation, but you knocked it out of the park, Martha. Well, God bless you. I uh, I respectfully (laughs) agree to disagree, but. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now we always talk about names on this show and your name, you have two first names, Martha and Kelly. Hmm. And uh, is that all, are both your growing up given names? Yes. Yeah. And my parents did not give me or my brother or sister middle names. So we're all just two first names. Oh. Pretty exciting. <laughs> that is that is good because I that was of course the follow up question is you know what you know what other name is in the middle there but no name in the middle and they were in a rush or they just didn't uh, they realized the futility of middle names because I think that's did you did you feel slighted by not having a middle name because all the other kids had them I I would think that would make you special 
I think that when I was young, I definitely kind of wished I had a middle name and I don't know the reason. I can't remember if we talked about it, but I would assume that it's because like middle names frequently are either uh, for Catholics, which is how my dad was raised. It's like it's related to Catholicism and like famous Catholics and saints and stuff is how they give people their Catholic middle name, I think. And then, and we, my parents did, you know, like my dad kind of left the church. Um, and the other reason for middle names will be like to, to honor a family member, like one, one of the grandparents or something. And I guess they just didn't want to deal with, um, <laughs> having to uh maybe they didn't want to slight anybody or maybe their attitude was fuck all four of our grandparents they're not, they're not getting in on this i don't know i like uh i like any both of those yeah. I think those are those are those are great reasons for that you know especially yeah that like i never even thought of that before that the middle names are often relatives or friends or whatever. And like, if they, you know, if you don't get the, if you don't get the call, I, I think Doug Mallard and I don't have to worry about it so much. Cause even if somebody thought we were the greatest person ever, they're still not going to, you know, call their child Doug. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. Um, Most likely not. Cause I am pretty awesome and nobody's named their kid after me, but. Uh, it's also <laughs> weird. Cause they're, they're, people do name their kids middle names or even first names after like a best friend of the time. But how often do you change friends in life, especially as adults? So that person can be left behind real quick. And then it's this weird story of, yeah, well, you named it after this guy I haven't talked to in 23 years, you know? Yeah. I think middle names are like tattoos, you know, like if you, uh, you know, if you get weird with it, you're going to have some regrets. <laughs> <laughs> But Mark, Mark um, about it. Yeah, I, no, Mark. I do want to just add a PS. Uh, my parents absolutely were not mad at any of their parents. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not the reason. That was a joke. <laughs> right. And they're big podcast listeners. So it's a good thing that you cleared that up. All and, four uh, all four of my grandparents are listening from beyond the grave and I just didn't want them to be offended. So. <laughs> Do you think they're all together, like sharing a bed, like in uh, Willy Wonka? <laughs> I hope so. Cause I, I feel like they didn't spend enough time together on earth. They were, they lived in different States. So that would be great if they could all be in, in a, in a bed. Too. I don't know. <laughs> Plus, it's convenient for you because you can hang out more easily with them. Yes. <laughs> the sooner, the better. Honestly, the way things are. <laughs> hey when you see those, uh, when you see those four grandparents of Charlie's all in the same bed, um, you know, it's kind of like kind of an amusing image, I guess. But you know, obviously, it's you know they're in extreme poverty, but also it's like a regular bed and they imply that none of them ever get out of bed for any yeah. reason. <laughs> so, so they're all just there sharing their bowel movements with each other all day long. 
Yeah, I remember the first time seeing that as a young adult uh, on marijuana, having watched it a lot as a kid, as every, I think, kid did back in the 70s and 80s. But getting high and seeing it as like a 18-year-old was, I, I do remember all of us being amazed at the grandparents never getting out of that bed. <laughs> Yeah, and then when he does get out of the bed, you know, Grandpa Joe, he, uh, you know, he's like wobbly, like uh, like the Tin Man or the Scarecrow. You know, he just kind of like dances it off, and then he's and he's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there'd practically be rigor mortis set in at, at, at this point, <laughs> and he's just dancing around, going, "Okay, I got this." It definitely was delightful in a very different way as, as an adult than it was as a kid. It's, it's, uh, and I, I don't, I can't say I, well, yeah, I can. <sighs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> the movie has got a real evil streak, uh, no matter what age you are, because when you're a kid, there's some real scary parts. And when you're an adult, you remember how scary those scary parts were when you were a kid. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's, it's intense. Like it's another example of, well, there, there was a different time, but even of that time, I was just, as a kid, I was kind of surprised that they would show the chopping off of the chicken or a rooster head. I guess it's a chicken in that boat ride sequence. Like, it's just like, what, what a, interesting yeah. choice it's a, it's a movie that's aimed squarely at children it's got some satire in it but wow like it's really got some it's a it's a impressive and also just the sheer white hot intensity of gene wilder when he's angry is just yeah. like that, that's a lot for kids to have to take from a, a guy that was the lovable chocolate guy for for most of the movie <laughs> <laughs> and i'll, I'll um, he also just to um, hire an adult to try and manipulate children into doing something they shouldn't do is not a good thing either. Oh, yeah. No, that that Slugworth guy to be like, hey, he's just an actor. Oh, he's just an actor that was doing stuff to like the police should have arrested him five times over whenever <laughs> he'd show up at a kid getting the golden ticket and somehow get all the way to that kid and whisper in their ear. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, it's, it, it, you know, there's some, the, the same guy wrote James Bond, who was, you know, in the books, even more terrible than he is in the movies. And these, uh, this particular children's book is like, it's, uh, he's got a lot of, uh, that Roald doll. You, you read a little bit too much about him and it, uh, it kind of, you know, he's one of those people that, uh, makes you, you know, less interested in his work, even though I do love that, uh, I love that Willy Wonka movie uh, so much, but I also just came to a realization that I have to share. <laughs> that he's that the, a bad person. No, that the family, no, I, I think I said that. The family, <laughs> the family that, the four grandparents that share the bed and all their bowel movements all day long, the family's name is Buckets. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and I, I feel like Roald Dahl, like that's a intentional choice of a name because they, <laughs> they used a lot of buckets in that household. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Holy crap. We were like going strong today. I can't believe that uh, it's time for a commercial break. And we've, we've, uh, I, like I said, we've hardly gotten any of our, uh, our planned agenda accomplished, which is a good thing because Martha is a great guest. We're going to take a brief commercial break and we'll be right back. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. We're back. As you know, we're here with Martha Kelly. And when I say we're here with, I mean, she's at home. We're at home. Doug's changing homes. Going to Austin, Texas, where I hope to see you hang out a little bit. Oh, yeah. uh, In in September, because I'm going to be at uh, Moon Tower. That's right. Yeah. I'm doing the uh, the old Moon Tower Festival. And I don't know who's going to be on my uh, Doug Loves Movies there either. I got to figure all that out. I don't know how that works. Do you think this is probably something I shouldn't talk about on a podcast, but here goes. <laughs> uh, this is for Doug and Martha. Do you think that the festival would want me to only use comedians booked on the festival on Doug Loves Movies or that anybody that I would want to have on? that's in Austin at the time. I bet you could go both ways. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause I, I've done some events through moon tower when I wasn't officially on moon tower before. So I think it'd be okay. Yeah. But you're always getting in trouble. What about you, Martha? <laughs> you, uh... <laughs> I, think you, I think you could go both ways too. I did see the lineup and it's amazing. And so I definitely think if you, don't want to risk um, anybody scolding you. There's plenty of great people to pick from on the festival. But I also, like Doug said, I've been on Moon Tower shows when I wasn't um, like not a an official person. So yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I feel like in that sense, it's it's pretty open. I just don't know if they. I know that I'm like. Uh, part of my deal with them is that I'm going to appear on certain shows that aren't mine, but you know, that that person would want me as a guest. So I don't know what kind of trading is going on in that sense. Like if they're, I guess I should just read my contract. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I get final say, but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they wanted me to pick from people that are there that they you know, that they want them to have a full experience of me involved as many things as possible. I don't know. I'll, uh, I'll definitely just ask them, uh, but I, I was curious about it uh, because, you know, it'd be great since Doug's going to live in Austin. I, I would love to have him on. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to have him on there. All right. So uh, back to names and uh, uh, specifically the name Doug. Do you know a lot of, have you known, any Dougs in your life other than the two that you're speaking to now, Martha? Um, I, I know Doug Stanhope. Yeah. Uh, I know uh, a dog on Twitter named Doug, a wonderful <laughs> shepherd. 
Um, if I could backtrack for one second, um, I think I'm a little spaced out today because I didn't understand that you were asking about Moon Tower because you wanted Doug to be on it and he's going to be in town but isn't doing the festival this year. And so I want to change my answer to absolutely have Doug on it. Um, <laughs> just Thanks, really, really slow today. Um, <laughs> do I know any other Dougs? I do know another Doug from, uh, from um, back when I, uh, when I was uh, a young person. <laughs> No, I'm Did that sorry. Doug do something that I like to? Why do you remember that Doug? Is there any well, particular? I remember him because he was friends with someone that I knew who was in recovery, but I myself was not yet in recovery. So, um, but I think we're still friends on Facebook, and he's a you know he's a definitely a good Doug. I, I liked him back then. I still like hearing from him sometimes. Uh, do I know any other dogs? I think that's enough. Let's rank them. Okay. Who's number one? <laughs> who's your top? <laughs> um, you know, most of our guests don't know, you know, you're, you're, uh, I'd say probably, uh, typical number of dogs. Cause, uh, you know, I don't know what it is, but people don't tend to know a lot of dogs or certainly, um, associate with a lot of Dougs. Cause also let's say you weren't a stand-up comedian. You probably only have known one Doug your whole life. Yeah. Well, two, if you count Doug, the German shepherd on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, oh, you I think wanted... that if you weren't in show business, you'd be following a dog on Twitter. Uh, yes, because it's for <laughs> the dog of an account called dog rates where people send. Oh. Yeah, the guy, I think it's a young guy in like uh, either late high school, early college age, but he has a he's so it's such a great account. And his dog is a senior German shepherd named Doug. So I would for sure follow a dog account on Twitter. Yeah, this checks out for sure. Yeah, I, uh, you know, we I think we all are super into uh, animals and, and, and dogs like this show. I never pitched this to you, Doug, but at one point I did want to call it Doug's love dogs. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Spin> off. <laughs> uh, but you know, I just, uh, yeah, I just think, I think they're great. Um, I think that, you know, yeah, we really, really oh. got people, but <laughs> Oh, when we brought Penny to Doug Loves Movies a few times, man, she loves you guys. She's she has a blast up there. So fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's uh, okay. So maybe, uh, yeah, maybe um, that's another thing I'll have to run by Moon Tower is if uh, you know I can have a dog on my show, and uh, and we'll try to get uh, Penny to come back out for another uh, another appearance. Uh, this is a weird question, Martha. Um, I've been we we've had some women on the show that have actually played characters named Doug, uh, and of course, all the guys that have been on the show, a lot of them have played a character named Doug. 
So there it is. Have you played a character named Doug? Um, no. See, that was easy. <laughs> You're getting us right back on track now to, uh, to get to all the things we need to get to because we've got both Dougs, Doug Mellard and Doug Benson, have each written five questions specifically, especially for you, Martha Kelly. Oh. And yeah, and we're going to ask you them. We're going to take turns asking you the questions. We do this with our guests uh, every week. But before we do that, first, we would like you to eat some leftovers. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Just like Doug screamed, we'd like you to uh, enjoy some leftovers. We didn't get to any of uh, Scott Ackerman's questions on last week's show. So we just like to ask you the questions that were meant for him and you can answer them any way you want. You can answer them as him or as yourself or, uh, you know, you can refuse to answer. You could, you could ask to uh, have your lawyer present, whatever you want to, whatever you want to do with it. Uh, and then we'll get to the questions that uh, we wrote, you know, specifically for you. Okay. Uh, Doug, you want to go first? Yeah, she sounds pumped. Yeah, well, you know, Scott Ackerman, he's great. You love Scott Ackerman, right? I do love Scott Ackerman. Yeah, so, I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and make you, you know, uh, talk about somebody you hate, you know. That, okay. That'll be next time. All right, first. First question. Although, although, you know what? Sometimes people hate follow on Twitter because that's how I use, that's my compass for deciding which comedians are know each other and which ones are friends, you know, is whether they follow each other. But some people hate follow. Um, I can't hate follow people because I have a hard enough time making myself angry just looking at the regular Twitter uh, news feed. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm already too mad. <laughs> yeah, how can I, I, I can't avoid looking at the news on there and Twitter's idea of news is always just, here's another thing to be mad about. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I wish I could just not look at that, but also it does, does help me uh, think of some jokes. Uh, <laughs> 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 so I would try to put a positive spin on it. Okay. So, um, uh, what was the question, Doug? Uh, here's a question one that was for oh, okay. Scott that is now for Martha. Okay. Because of Scott's involvement with, uh, he directed and wrote uh, Michael Bolton's big, sexy Valentine's Day special, I would like you to encapsulate Michael Bolton's essence in three words. Oh. That's one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then it's... Uh, my three words are, oh, Michael Bolton. <laughs> yes. Oh, Michael Bolton. <laughs> he is on this new thing. This I watched it the other night. It's the new dating game where he and Zoe Deschanel are, book, are billed as like co-hosts. She does all the talking, except for every once in a while. She'll, he's sitting down and almost looks like he's animatronic. And she says something like, Oh, that was pretty sexy. That answer wasn't it, Michael. And they cut to him and he goes, 
Ah, that was sexy. And it just feels like, is it a bit that he's acting like incapacitated? But then at certain random points in the show, he sings a song and he stands up and gives it full Michael Bolton energy. So I don't know if he's just saving it during the parts where he's just sitting there or I, I don't know what's going on, but it's a weird show. And I'm sorry to take up your time with that, Martha. <laughs> no, problem. I just, it's weird how you like see some things like me and my girlfriend watch, you know, TV together and we talk about it and stuff, but you still see stuff that like, it's weird that you don't see anybody else during the day to go, Hey, can you believe this thing? And, uh, you know, uh, and that would have been a very long tweet if I had written about that. So it just, it's just nice to be able to talk to people well, about, is, about stuff. It is weird that Michael Bolton is co-hosting a game show. With Zoe, um, like all of it, every part of yeah. it is weird. Yeah. Yeah, I think they like saw that thing, you know, that, that thing that Ackerman did. Uh, with Michael Bolton, it was on Netflix, you know, it was like, you know, just campy and silly. And, uh, you know, and they've applied that to this and I don't, I just, but it's also a celebrity asking three randos questions like the old show, but then they're, they're supposedly going to go on a date, but that can't really happen anymore. Right. Like a show can't say like, okay, go on your date. I mean, I guess they always send a chaperone on the old dating game. So maybe they do that here or at least the personal security of the celebrity in question. Um, all of this is reminding me of how uncomfortable the show, the love connection was because they wouldn't just go on a date. They would then face to face say whether they wanted to go on a second date. And it was, yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, it really, you can't take, the ghosting out of everybody's hands you know there's there's oftentimes one person or the other really does need to just get out of there yeah <laughs> I, I think it's very rude to ghost somebody but you know i've been ghosted i've ghosted like it happens because sometimes you just can't deal yeah you know sorry it's not true love <laughs> I um, if I had my preference, every relationship ending, including like you know getting fired, anything like that, would just be I never hear from the person again. I don't want to have to respond gracefully to being broken up with or fired or in any way rejected. So I'm actually a fan of those things. Yeah, that's uh, that you know makes you a dream woman right there. You know, people are very excited uh, about that. Um, you know, it's when they want it in writing, they should probably, you know, then again, it's probably not a great, great way to go. Okay, here's my, <laughs> here's my next question for Scott Ackerman. Um, who was the single worst guest for whatever reason? Uh, and you don't have, you know, I was going to tell him he didn't have to name names. You just kind of give us hints or something uh, on the Between Two Ferns show. Because, you know, the premise of that show was they get Zach Alfinakis and a guest between two ferns. And the guest was in on it, but it was still Zach really hitting him with really mean comments. Yeah. Uh, and so sometimes I just bet Scott had some amazing stories about it. 
<laughs> that he said on you know other shows and stuff. Um, but what do you think, Martha? Um, I think that there was somebody who was actually being physically threatening. Um, that would be my vote if I were gonna say who the worst guest was. But to put just to end that answer on a positive note, I got to um, hang out and watch them do a bunch of interviews at the Academy Awards pre-luncheon or something in 2013. (laughs) Yeah. And um, I got to fucking meet Sally Field and she was the most charming, charismatic, famous person I have ever met. I almost cried. So (laughs) (laughs) have you ever met Jane Fonda? Uh, No, but I think I'm um, probably going to meet her in a week unless my table read, they change their minds. And if so, I don't blame them. Uh, (laughs) Oh, no. Well, I wasn't here to jinx this. I was just that was the first example of someone that uh, I saw at a film festival come out and like, you know, just speak. And it's just she's incredible. Like she's got it so together and she's been going at it for so long it's uh uh she's impressive so yeah i hope you do i hope you do see her at that table read yeah, i hope you're not bomb yeah, i knew you i knew you had some exciting stuff going on martha <laughs> i am um, i am definitely a huge fan of hers also just uh p.s uh i i got to work with demi Moore and was and remain completely starstruck by her as well so that's nice to hear because she's really, uh, you know, I don't know if it's her choice or the industry or both, but she, you know, hasn't been, uh, you know, you don't see her acting that much. I think that she like lives uh, a lot of the time some in a small town in Idaho, um, just with her family, you know, with her kids, um, but yeah, she was super nice to everybody and like planned group outings on the days off during that shoot and made everybody feel welcome. And and uh, she just was like super sweet and went above and beyond, and, you know. Yeah, she uh, for some reason, now I forget who I was on the same show with, I was hosting and featuring at the Irvine Improv and uh, she just randomly showed up there with Bruce Willis and a bunch of other people and was sitting close enough to the stage and I could just, you know, just look to me more in the eyes while I'm telling my jokes. And every time I looked at her, she had a big smile on her face. She smiled the entire time. Uh, It made me so happy because I, you know, Bruce doesn't laugh at anything really. So uh, <laughs> uh, it was just exciting that, that she was, you know, uh, so, so friendly. Yeah. Um, well, she got to make pots with Patrick Swayze. So, you know, you gotta be pretty happy after that moment. You're, yeah. I would float on that high for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Which woman got the better deal though? Cause, uh, there's of course baby in uh, uh, in dirty dancing. You know, they they get uh, pretty physical as well. 
I feel like um, I I do love the movie Dirty Dancing because Patrick Swayze's character is written like a typical female in a romance, in a movie romance, and it's really funny and endearing. But um, it also makes me sad because Baby's narrating as her future self and she makes no mention of him. So, you know, they didn't end up together. So it's a little okay. sad. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, I saw it again recently. And when I say recently, it's probably been, you know, 10 years, but it feels recent. Um, <laughs> and, uh, it's, a, it's more of a drama than, uh, than I had remembered because we did, you know, I set it up so that we were going to do a interruption of it at a movie theater and sit there and crack jokes. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's, you know, you can make silly jokes about, but then it gets uh, pretty heavy on the, uh, uh, on, on the uh, issue of abortion. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And we're sitting there with microphones going, well, okay. <laughs> I, uh, why, why did how did I forget that this movie was such a, you know, basically becomes an abortion drama. Yeah. Um, you know, not, you know it's not necessarily, it's not a bad thing. I mean, it's a, obviously an important issue and the movie is pretty sensitive about it, but also I, I you know, it's, uh, you think of that movie, same with Saturday Night Fever. Like there's these movies where like the dance numbers are what you think of and the the joy behind those, but the story is terrible. The story's about yeah. abortion or rape or something, but they're but the, there's dancing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really Saturday Night Fever. I still can't believe they released a PG rated cut of it because it was such a hit. Yeah. No kids should be what I think I was in like fourth grade and it's like that's not a kid's movie, even if you cut out the graphic stuff. Yeah. Cause there's still people being horrible to each other. The family's like the father's like slapping him all the time. And, oh, and, a, just... and a guy, commits, a guy commits suicide. Like it's not a, some, it's not a fun movie. <laughs> yeah. And, and Travolta's character doesn't even look like he's having fun when he's doing the thing that he's passionate about. <laughs> he's very intense. Yeah. Yeah. It's he's you know, he's so much more fun in Greece. Like I'm glad Greece happened like right away. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, Travolta should be having fun and we should be having fun watching him. Uh, is it your turn now, Doug? Yeah. Uh this is number two for Ackerman, but this has some overlap with you potentially. Uh you might be able to answer this just as easily. Name three things that might be in Zach Galifianakis' pockets right now. Okay. <laughs> I know I can do this. Um, okay. Uh, I think that in his wallet, he would have, I mean, in his pocket would be his wallet. <laughs> and maybe... Um, You maybe some, some hippie I, vitamins, maybe. He's he likes hippie vitamins? I don't know if he likes hippie vitamins. I just know that he's an absolute hippie and uh, <laughs> believes in, you know, homeopathic uh, 
not not like a new age uh, anti medicine person, but like a take be healthy type hippie. Um, and maybe uh, like a whistle. I actually have no idea. <laughs> I like how you're answering like uh, we have it written down and we're going to tell you what the answer is. <laughs> yeah. Like um, we're going to scold you if you're way off. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, I feel like he wouldn't have, you know, a, a whistle would make sense. You know, I feel like he would have something random. But that also just like, you know, you could basically sum it up with he's probably got keys to something. Uh, yeah. He's got to have, you know, wherever he is, he's got to have a key to it uh, to get home or to his home. And then uh, a wallet, like you said. And then um, maybe maybe a pen because I do. He does seem to like writing down stuff. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if Scott Ackerman could have answered that uh, question better than you. You both uh, worked closely with Zach, and um, he, I, I know from personal experience that because Zach and I, you know, we don't fight about anything, but we did have a mild disagreement a, a couple of years ago about his stance was I was putting hand sanitizer on my hands and his stance was that that doesn't, it doesn't do anything. Well, and uh, yeah. I bet and, he uh, changed his tune in this past year though. I would. Well, think. maybe, yeah, maybe, I don't know. Because like, as Martha was saying, like he is, he is into like, yeah. he does seem like he would like, if, 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 if he could get away with bathing in dirt, he would do it. I think. <laughs> <laughs> he's like uh he's a human pig pen <laughs> he's pretty he has he has good hygiene though I no mean, he does you're right you're right he's not afraid to get dirty let's put it that way yeah um yeah he likes to be outdoors and mm -hmm. Not afraid of spiders, I'm guessing, like stuff I can't relate to. But yeah, like he used to have like, uh, you know, three wheelers at his farm in uh, North Carolina where he'd just go and just ride around on those things in the mud and yeah. risk getting killed or hurting himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one, one time I was there to visit, I stayed at home while all the other guys rode off on those things. I was just like, there's no way I would, I would get way too into it and flip it and break my neck. Yeah. They're kind of scary. I rode one when I was like 23 or something at a friend's place in Nebraska. And it, it was very scary. <laughs> they go really fast. <laughs> yeah and they're just like you know that's sort of the point is just how you know uh free you feel sitting on one because you're not really strapped in that much and and also they had mixed mixed attitudes about helmets oh uh, yeah. that crew yeah it was a bachelor party and uh for tall john and uh uh yeah some of them didn't wear helmets i'm not going to name names though <laughs> um well, this is, uh, I don't think this has happened yet in uh, the history of this show, but we've run out of time. 
during the leftovers. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I mean, Martha's, you've been so great answering these questions for Scott Ackerman and just chatting with us in general that we've, uh, we've managed to run out the clock. So I'm sorry, but if you want to listen to the next show, whoever our next guest is, we'll probably have to answer some of your questions. Um, I look forward to hearing it. I'm curious. curious now. I mean, is there anybody in particular you think we should reach out to? I don't know if it's uh, booked yet or not. I um I've not had regular contact with any comedians uh, since before the pandemic, so <laughs> um, probably I don't have a single friend in the comedy community anymore. So I I can't recommend anybody, but. <laughs> yeah, there might be some people who who uh, hate me who would want to answer questions, but I'm not going to help them get booked on your podcast. They can go for themselves. That's right. That's right. Um, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, um, I know. <laughs> 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 Uh, no. <laughs> what's your, uh, what's your Twitter name? It's Martha Kelly three, but I hesitate to tell people to follow me on Twitter. Cause sometimes I'm just irrational, not irrational. It's rational to be furious, but it's not funny or pleasant to be mad at politicians and stuff. So. Yeah, but you put, you know, you put enough of your your own take on things and I I, I appreciate it because I, you know, it's hard to look at all this stuff. But, you know, sometimes, you know, your friends and comedians are going to point out uh, something that you you know may not have noticed or a, a take on it that you may not have uh, may not have had. So I, I appreciate you and, and your Twitter and. I mostly just asked just because you got that three on there. So if anybody is going to go looking for you, just want to try to make it easier for them. It's Martha Kelly three. Thank you. Yeah. But yeah, as she says, enter at your own risk. I've been mostly tweeting in all caps lately. Cause that's where I'm at. I just like yelling everything. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I also think it's funny too to just yell everything, and but then when I've got a show to promote, it's all regular, you know, <laughs> lowercase and regular. What do you have to plug, Doug Mellard? I'm doing uh, a show on July 1st at the Buzz Mill in Austin, Texas, at eight o'clock Thursday, July 1st. Check it out. Yeah. First time Come back. on. Come on out, Austin. Welcome, Doug, back to uh, Austin with a, uh, a fun show. Yeah. I'm going to be doing stand-up at the Tacoma Comedy Club nice. in Tacoma, Washington on Sunday night, July 11th. Uh, Sean Jordan, new dad Sean Jordan's going to be uh, my uh, support act, if you will. Um, he just had a baby named, and they named it Maxine. Now I can't think of the middle name, Jordan, but they did give this hit the baby a middle name. So maybe we should have him on the show and grill him about that. Cause uh, I think Martha's parents did the right thing. <laughs> I think the no middle name is really 
uh, that's what I'd do if I ever Absolutely. get if I ever get that that power that people shouldn't even have. How do you what, you get to name something before you even find out anything about it, other than male yeah. or female? So, all right. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so mad at names. Douglasmovies.com for all the deets on all of my dates as they trickle in. We're doing lots of uh, Douglas movies tapings out in the world. And as mentioned earlier, I'll be at Moon Tower where I'll be bearing with whichever comedians I choose. That's maybe me. me. Martha <laughs> Kelly decided that that's, that's my decision. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got a great name for this episode that I'll say at the end. Thank you once again, Martha Kelly. Thanks, Thanks, Martha. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, thank you for listening, everybody. And as always, Doug loves baskets. Got it. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.